0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Wellness Farm Podcast. This is your go-to podcast for all things wellness and mental health. I'm your host Ari and I am a licensed pharmacist and functional nutrition counselor. So today's episode is a very introspective one. It's on five things I wish I knew when I was 18. And the reason I'm sharing these is because no matter what age you are, I really believe that these five life lessons are so important and really have the ability to to change the quality of your life and your mental health, yet they're so easily forgotten or not even known. And I know I have a lot of learning to do, obviously. I'm 27 years old, but still I really prioritize taking time for myself and removing myself from my life. And reflecting on my life and I think about the decisions I've made the people I used to and currently am surrounding myself with and the trajectory of my life and these actions in turn have led me to have some realizations that I would really love to share with you today and if you guys love this episode which I know you will please take a couple seconds out of your day and leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple This really helps the podcast a lot. It helps with the discoverability as well, and I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So let's get started. First off, don't take things so personally. We are all going through something and it's extremely important to have compassion. Everyone has some sort of trauma that they're dealing with, especially epigenetic trauma that is silently passed through generations down family lines. And a lot of people actually don't know what epigenetic trauma is. I myself actually just learned about this last year. So let me really quickly just give you a couple sentences on it. So epigenetic trauma refers to the idea that traumatic experiences can cause changes in your gene expression. And this can be passed down through generations. These changes can alter the way genes are read and expressed even if your DNA itself is not changed. And this is referred to as epigenetic inheritance or transgenerational trauma. So it's basically the idea that stress and trauma can cause changes in your DNA And that affects the expression of genes that are involved in your stress response, anxiety, and other aspects of mental health. And so these changes can be passed down from one generation to the next potentially contributing to the development of psychiatric disorders or other health problems. And oftentimes, you guys, we don't even realize we have epigenetic trauma until we do some real soul searching and reflection. So if someone is acting a little off or going through a hard time, do your best to support them instead of thinking it's all about you. Like, oh, they're probably mad at me or, oh, I probably did something weird. Like, no. Everyone has something they're dealing with, even if it doesn't look like they do. That's honestly what I've learned. Like all of us have something we're going through or that we're working on and you can't see everyone's medical issues or diagnoses, especially when it comes to mental health. So if you know, if you, if someone, you know, isn't seeing you or texting you or calling you as much, don't jump to conclusions. Reach out to them, ask them if they need any favors, let them know you're there for them. I am sure that so many people would love to be checked on more often. People aren't going to tell you like, hey, check up on me. You know, people don't say that. You don't know who needs it, but if you do it, they're gonna be very happy that you did it. And taking time out of your day to do that, I'm gonna be honest with you, it really doesn't take that much time. Especially if you have a car with Bluetooth, just call them on your way to work, leave a voicemail, send them a message. These are such tiny things that can make a huge difference to the person on the receiving end. Second, keep your true friends very close and cherish those relationships as much as possible. Very good ride-or-die friends are harder to come by as you get older. That is just the truth. I have met so many wonderful people in my life, but I can definitely tell Who are my friends that are genuinely there for me versus friends that I still love and can get lunch with or hang out with. But more often than not, they wouldn't go the extra mile for me. And that's just the truth. And it does make me a little sad to say it out loud, but it's the truth. Like you have friends that will honestly do anything that they can do to help you because that deep love is there. And then there's friends that you can't call at two in the morning. And that's that but you can tell who your ride or die friends are when you look at three different scenarios so the first one is is this person there for you when the going gets tough and when things are working out extremely well for you oftentimes you may come across friends who are only there when things are going well but when you're having a hard time mentally and need some extra support they are nowhere to be found Although it is a tough pill to swallow, you should recognize that these friends maybe aren't till the end friends, and you should reevaluate the energy that you're putting into these friendships. The second scenario is no matter what work schedule, job opportunities, school assignments, kids come up, they will always find a way to work you into their schedule. We all have the time to do anything we want if we make the time to do what we want. So I'll say that again. We all have the time to do anything we want if we make the time to do what we want. So if anyone tells you that they don't have time for you at all, that is a red flag to me. While I know that we should respect other people's schedules, people will make the time for you if they want to make the time for you. They will figure it out, okay? It's kind of like when you start dating someone and you just got off work, you're exhausted, but you're going out on this really fun date with a new guy you've been talking to. Like you're gonna make time for the date. You're gonna find the time and energy. Similarly, do that with your friends. Same thing. Put that same priority on your friends. And the third scenario is that they are happy for your wins. This is pretty self-explanatory. You know, you just feel comfortable talking to them about your wins, and you know that there isn't any jealousy going on. Now, the third thing I wish I knew when I was 18 is that negative self-talk will absolutely ruin your life, while positive self-talk will change your life in the best way possible. So negative self-talk can be implicit, meaning, It can happen automatically and outside of conscious awareness. Implicit negative self-talk refers to the negative messages we give ourselves that we may not even be aware of, but that still influence our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So for example, um, if someone has a history of being criticized by their parent, they may have internalized negative beliefs about themselves. So they might tell themselves, I'm not good enough, or I always mess things up. And these beliefs can become automatic and very deeply ingrained and that person may not even realize that they're telling themselves these negative messages. So another example is like you may constantly think that you're ugly because people called you ugly growing up, but you're actually gorgeous. It doesn't matter. You won't see the beauty that you have because you have trained your mind on accident to focus on the negative and only recognize the negative in yourself and externally in everyday life. Implicit self-talk can also be influenced by societal messages and stereotypes. So a prime example is body weight and shape going in and out of style. Before it was very popular to be curvy and now the media focuses more attention on very skinny women. And this is dangerous for so many reasons because our bodies are bodies, like we should just really strive to be healthy but My main point is constantly seeing this can have a significant impact on a person's mental health and well-being. Honestly, my life completely changed when I started to believe in myself and practice positive self-talk. And a huge part of this was honestly practicing gratitude, being so thankful for my health, my home, every single thing I have, all the opportunities I have even being born in the United States. Uh, My parents are from Iran and moved here when they were younger, and I go back and visit Iran every couple years or so. And every time, I'm just like, wow, I truly am so lucky to have the freedom and opportunities I have here in the U.S. Anyway, gratitude did really retrain my brain into thinking more positively, and that helped me recognize more positive attributes in myself and in my life. And that led me to believe that more positive outcomes would happen for me, and they did. And that's just how I think now. I always see the benefit and the good in every single situation. So thinking positive is so important, and I used to not think this way. It's it's really just like the past, three years or so I want to say that I started thinking like this and um, yeah, it just completely transformed my life. It's really amazing what it can do for people. My fourth one is about relationships. So first off, it is better to be single than it is to be in a stressful relationship that lacks loyalty, communication, and trust. Just be single. Like, it is so very draining being in a relationship with someone who is stupid (laughs) like honestly stupid and doesn't know how to treat women and be faithful to women so why spend that energy on this person when you could be putting it into starting a new business or pursuing higher education or getting a part-time job and making money or getting certified in yoga like there are so many things you could be doing with your time than to be stressed about who he's with and stalking his social media and honestly just such childish things you should never ever waste your time on. And the second thing I wish I knew sooner about relationships is that love isn't always enough for a lasting and sustainable relationship. Some things you need to ask yourself before really getting serious with someone is, you know, do we have the same values? Do we laugh together? Do we want the same type of lifestyle? Do we both want kids how important is money to our lives and our relationship do we communicate well together do we try new things together despite dating for six years and these are really tough questions to ask yourself and to ask your partner especially when what you're hearing isn't what you wanted to hear that's like the worst part but They're important questions because you can either resolve them and work together to find common ground, or you can recognize that you guys can't agree on anything, and maybe a long-term relationship or marriage isn't meant for you if you prioritize opposite values. Because there is so much that goes into raising a child, building a family, really living your life with another person. So these questions are very important. The last thing I would tell my 18-year-old self is, girl, evil eye is real. So if you aren't familiar with evil eye, you probably think I sound crazy, but let me just explain to you really quickly what evil eye is. The evil eye concept has a really long history in Middle Eastern culture, but in general, the evil eye is thought to be a curse or negative energy that is sent to you by someone who is very jealous or envious of you. And this can cause you harm or misfortune. And so a lot of people do call it superstitious, but I'm a strong believer in it because I used to tell everyone what I was up to and my plans, and then weirdly things wouldn't go as planned or something bad would happen. And then once I stopped doing that, once I stopped announcing to the world like, everything about my life and all of my plans and what I had in the works. The good things that would happen to me would literally amplify. So it's not like I don't enjoy nice things or deny myself of good things. I love nice things and I love enjoying my life and all that it has to offer. But I don't really brag about it to others on social media or whatever because I do believe in the evil eye and posting it to social media isn't going to make me enjoy something more. I'm still enjoying it regardless um, whether or not it's on social media, you know? So for example, if you get a new job, don't announce it until you've already been working there for two to three weeks. Or if you just scored a huge deal or you're set to be in a campaign, don't announce it until the campaign has gone live and you've collected your check, okay? Or if you get a new car, enjoy it, obviously, but maybe don't post it on social media for everyone to see. If you're dating someone new, wait to post him or her until some time has passed and you're very confident in this relationship. If you buy a new house, slowly introduce it into your socials or to other people you know. You know, like don't brag about it constantly. So this is just my opinion. I know everyone is different with what they like to show off, but I do believe that people can accidentally, without even knowing, be jealous or envious of what you have and they can send you negative energy. I really do believe that. And I think it can actually block your blessings or cause misfortune in some way or another. This this is making me think of that one TikTok trend where it was like, who did it? Was it like Logan Paul? It was like, never let them guess your next move. But it was a really funny trend. But yeah, anyway, that is basically the idea. Like don't tell everyone what you're doing all the time because it's not good and just to add in middle eastern culture so to protect yourself from the evil eye usually we will wear different types of jewelry and amulets and charms and so these um these these amulets and charms they're often blue or turquoise in color just because blue is believed to be a protective color against the evil eye Um, So that's why you've probably seen a lot of evil eye necklaces and bracelets in the color blue. Thank you guys so much for listening to what I would tell my younger self. If anything resonated with you or you want to show me that you've been listening, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I love connecting with everyone who listens to the podcast. You can tag me at at wellness.farm on Instagram. It will also be linked in the show notes or tag me on TikTok at, at the wellness farm. I hope you found this helpful and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. I'll talk to you all next week.